Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. For the last few weeks I've been doing separate modules from an ebook I wrote some time ago called Unleashing the Gift Within, Becoming Your Best You. So we've already done three of the parts to this ebook. In part one we we covered you actually starting to look at the question, what do you want? And discovering what your happiest life looks like and what outcomes are in there. In part two, it was all about recognising your strengths and weaknesses. And we had a series of questions to help you discover what were you strong at and what weaknesses did you have? Part three was all about developing those strengths and managing those weaknesses and the reasons why you want to focus on building your strengths and actually moving your weaknesses out and accepting you have them, but finding a way to get around them if you like. In today's final section, we are going to be putting it into a space now where it's all about you being able to get started. So if you've listened to the previous three podcasts around this subject, you should now have a better understanding of how to unlock that gift within you, the potential you were born with. You see, each of us is here for a reason and we're usually happiest when we're living that life. And the great thing is, is the potential we have within us is attainable. Otherwise, it wouldn't be inherent within us and yet we all feel it. So the people out there that have already reached the most unimaginable goal and are already living that life of potential, you know, don't be fooled. It didn't happen overnight. They had to work to get there. But that's part of the journey. You see, it's not just about the outcome. It's not just about reaching our goal. It's about enjoying that journey because we learn an awful lot along the way. And that's what makes it all even more exciting. So if you're ready to unleash the talents within you that you have to share with the world, this is where it's time to get started. You see, once you are clear on your outcome, then it's about looking at what to work towards first and creating your plan to reach that. Each bigger outcome is going to have a series of what I call stepping stone outcomes, smaller goals that are going to get you to the bigger one. And the idea is, is you need to keep digging deeper, asking what else until you've got those smaller short term objectives that's going to lead you to that end goal of living the life that you feel you were put here to do, living the life that makes you most joyous, living the life you've always wanted to live, whatever it is, whatever you call it. So once you've got those smaller objectives, then it's time to start taking action. So while it's a great idea to have a firm understanding of where you want to go and why you want to get there, you aren't going to get very far if you don't break down that big mammoth outcome into smaller outcomes that you can complete on a step-by-step basis. And the reason it's always great to break things down into smaller units is because overwhelm is your enemy. And one massive way to let overwhelm win is to only look at that big picture, massive, end goal 
and not actually take the action steps necessary to get towards it. Now, there's going to be days when you won't feel like completing the task you said you're going to do that day. Successful people, people that reach that potential and live the life they've always dreamed of living are the ones that do the tasks anyway, because the results are well worth the effort. Some of us can plan till the cows come home, but when it comes to the time to take action, we freeze. We start to worry about have we chosen the wrong outcome to work on first or we worry about the fact we're going to make a mistake or that we can't do it. The biggest mistake you can make is not to take any action. So just start. Start small and keep taking action towards your goal each day. And one of the things I find really useful is I use journaling as a way to keep track of what's working for me and what I need to improve. So every night might only be two minutes worth of writing, one paragraph, but I will put down the things I've learned that day and the ideas I've got for making it even better the next time. Uh, And for me, one of the things I realized was working on my actions towards my goal first thing in the morning didn't work for me. Because I'd usually end up panicking that stuff that were was keeping the wheels moving, you know, day job tasks, tasks for the business I'm running. I used to get panicked that they weren't getting done and guilt came in and all that sort of stuff went on. So I've learned for me, I now plan my task for reaching my outcome goals that aren't necessarily doing my business. They're about me and my potential and where I want to go. I've learned that I, I'm better doing those straight after lunch. So that's where I tend to set my time for them. Um, for you, it's a case of try different things until you find the perfect way to do it for you. So if you think, you know, doing your action towards your big life outcome is best done first thing, then do that. If you discover that actually you'd rather do that um, at six o'clock at night, once you've got home from whatever it is you're doing or you've finished your day in the office, then do it that way. It can be useful to gather feedback from friends, family, other people you work with, people in your business, just to get their ideas on how your plan is working. So don't be afraid to, to seek feedback from others to get ideas on how to actually improve the things that you're highlighting aren't quite working for you. And the whole thing with the plan is it's not fixed in stone. So just keep adjusting and improving your plan and the way you approach your tasks for that plan until it clicks together for you. Um, And if you need to rethink some of the steps towards your ultimate outcome or goal, that's okay. Having to rethink and rework some of your action steps is not failing. It's actually success because you are you're learning and growing as you go. And sometimes we don't know what's going to come up ahead of us. So, you know, we can't plan for everything. We can only plan the actions we need to take. And then we we add a bit of flexibility, a bit of acceptance that we might need to rearrange things as, as other things in life suddenly sort of rear up in front of us. Okay. But remember when you're doing this, when some when you're on a day where you're thinking, oh, my word, what am I doing this for? Remember, 
this process that I've been going through is a process that's going to lead you to the life that you are wanting to live, the life you were meant to live. And if you're not sure what that was, go back to part one that we did um, about six weeks or so now, because that's all about what is it you want. And don't expect the plans to be perfect. Yeah, nothing is perfect. So be flexible and adjust it as you go along. Now, way back in one of the previous modules, we talked about SMART goals and the M in SMART goal stands for measurable. So you need to find a way to ensure you're actually taking productive steps towards your ideal outcome. And that is how you're going to measure whether or not you're moving closer towards your goal or not and achieving that fullest potential, that thing in life it is you want to do that's going to make you really happy. So here's a few tips and reminders um, to sort of summarise, if you like, what we've been working on in the last three sections. Break down your steps into the smallest possible tasks. Instead of an action step that states, you know, travel around the world, maybe one of the steps is to, to identify your stop-off points to identify which airlines you can go with that will get you around the world if that's what you're looking to do. So you break it down into smaller steps, even making an appointment with the financial advisor to work out where you need to be to actually physically start booking the journeys um, and make a list of questions for the advisor when you go to see them. All of those are little action tasks that can form part of your overall ultimate goal. It might be that one of your ultimate things you want to do in life is to go and um, spend time out in Asia working for charities. So maybe one of the smaller steps is identifying what charities you want to work with. What types of charitable causes are you interested and passionate about and which companies, which charities actually would allow you to do that? Um, and when you break things down into smaller tasks, that's all going to help keep you from getting overwhelmed because when we get overwhelmed, some of us can give up. So make sure your effort isn't being wasted by being busy instead of taking action. You know, the word business says it all, doesn't it? Society sometimes sees busyness as a virtue, but in reality, we can often waste a lot of time doing things that aren't productive or necessary. So take stock of your to-do list on a regular basis to ensure you're using your time and energy wisely. Now, one of the things I do is every night at the end of the day, I review my to-do list for the next day. And part of my to-do list will have one of the actions towards one of my big life outcomes that I'm working towards. And at the end of every week, I review the next week. At the end of every month, I start to plan the following month and so on. Now, another thing I do when I'm looking at my task list is I use what I call my 3D model. Um, and you're welcome to copy it if it works for you. And that is this. I look at my to-do list, usually the one that I'm doing weekly, and I'll go, OK, I either need to do this, I put a day this week I'm going to do it or schedule it for later on. I delegate it, so pass it on to somebody else to do, or I dump it because I don't really need to do it. It's not going to serve me. There is no, I, 
you know, it, it's building somebody else's dream and I don't need to do that. So that's what I call my 3D model. And that's how I make sure I'm not necessarily wasting time. I do waste time sometimes, we all do. Um, but it's how I make sure I'm as productive as possible. Don't expect perfection. Sometimes getting a task completed to the best of your current ability and moving on is more important than a task being perfect. Perfectionism is really just a way of procrastinating. So if you're stepping way out of your comfort zone and putting off calling a task done, you're still saying it's not finished. That might be because you're afraid of failure. And so instead you're trying for perfection. And I know that sounds a bit harsh, but sometimes if you think about it, if we don't say we've done something or we don't do an action, we can't fail. If we haven't done it, we can't fail. But actually, by default, if you don't do the actions, then you're guaranteed not to reach your outcome. So haven't you failed anyway? So just make sure you're not trying to make everything so perfect that you never get anything done. But be honest with yourself and own up to the fears that you've got because owning up to fears that you may be looking at will serve you much better than doing loads of unnecessary time and effort on something that is already good enough. It's already done. Tick the box. Um, so next little tip is, um, although it's important to come up with your own plan and do what works best for you, it's actually smart to use tools and strategies that others have already designed. So if you find a suggestion that worked for someone else that you think will work well for you, use it. There is absolutely no need to totally reinvent the wheel when you can use the wisdom of those that have gone before you. Obviously, I accept copyright. You can't use something that goes public that somebody else owns. But in terms of using a tool, a process, a strategy you know, use it. If you like the three Ds that I just talked about a minute ago, use it. If you love the Pomodoro technique for making sure you stay focused, use it. That's why the great guy came up with it. You know, it helped him and he shared it because he wants it to help other people. So don't reinvent the wheel. Now, a big one for me is owning your fear and self-doubt when it arises, because it will. We all have worries that come up from time to time, no matter how self-confident we are. If you want to be a doer instead of just a dreamer, you are going to need to overcome your fear and do things that scare you and take you out of your comfort zone occasionally. So recognising that there is a fear or doubt holding you back is actually the first step towards owning it and owning it then allows you to overcome it. Have deadlines for your actions, but be flexible. There are going to be times when a project takes longer than expected or you come up against unexpected obstacles. Now, this can stop some people in their tracks. They feel like they fail because they didn't meet some arbitrary deadline. And so they give up. Don't let that happen to you. Always be gathering feedback and adjust your plan based on what you learn as you go along. That means pushing back a deadline, 
at least you'll know you're working wisely and that by doing that and still continuing with your action steps, you're going to reach your potential. You will never do that if you just give up. And sometimes if we're not flexible, we turn around and say, oh, well, I failed now. I've missed the deadline. I might as well give in. We're guaranteed not to succeed if we give in. Expect setbacks and impediments. A good solid plan is important, as is following it, but there will be unexpected setbacks along the way. Don't let them derail you. Might detour you a little bit, might mean you have to reschedule, might mean you have to reset your plans and actions, but don't let it take the train off the tracks. You cannot prepare for everything but expecting things to not always go smoothly will help you work through the challenges. So expect that at some point something's not going to go smoothly. So there's a few tips that summarises what we've been learning in the last few modules. So here's a little bit of conclusion and my thoughts around what this was all about. We all have hidden reserves of potential within us. We were born with a gift to go do something. And congratulate yourself because the first step in accessing your potential is by learning about how you can unlock it so that you can live the life you were meant to lead, whatever that may be, whether it's your life's purpose or just one great big life dream that you've got. From the last few sessions that we've been doing, you now know what it takes to reach your full potential and unleash that gift within, become your best you. So first decide what you are most passionate about. What makes your heart sing? Because once you know that, then it's a case of figuring out what objectives need to be met to have that passion, that heart singing life that you're looking for. You can work the objectives out to get it. And you might have more than one objective that needs to be reached. And that's fine but just tackle one at a time so that you don't get overwhelmed. Now, it doesn't mean you can't have two goals on the go at the same time, but when it comes to doing the actions, try not to focus on three or four in one moment in time. You know, um, multitasking can actually lead to delay. So set a time to do the action for one goal and a time to do for the action for another. You get what I'm talking about, don't you? Um If you just tackle one of your actions at a time, it will help sort of reduce the overwhelm. All right. And then when you've got your sort of objective of where you want to go, your goals, it's about breaking those smaller objectives down into actions that you can take to reach that ultimate lifestyle, that ultimate potential. Um, And crunch those actions down until you've got them monthly, weekly and daily based. Keep your attention on ways to build upon your strengths. We covered this in part three, I think it was. Yeah, we did. It was part three. So keep your attention on ways to build your strengths while overcoming weaknesses you might need to improve upon. And if the flaws are skills that are easy to outsource, go ahead and make a plan to make that happen because that's going to free up your time and energy to focus on what you're passionate about. Finally, take action every day towards your objectives. Consistency is key. It will take time, 
But by taking a small step each day, you're going to be amazed at how quickly it can all fall into place. Next week, I'm back with the amazing Caroline Andrew Johnson, the queen of networking, the rebel of networking herself to explain all about the revolution and how you can grow your business through more effective networking. Have a great week, everybody. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com. Thank you.